0: Hi and welcome to Adventure Blader with Emily and Hannah, the podcast where we talk world swimming, to running,
1: to travel and seeing the world. So whether you're listening on an adventure or wondering where to start, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to episode three. If you've made it this far, well done and thank you very much. (laughs) How are you this week, Emily?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm really enjoying the sunshine in bonnie Scotland. It's been great. Actually having prolonged period of sunshine has made everybody's mood better. I think in just in general. Even people that pass me on the street that never used to say hello now say good morning. So long may it continue. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I actually said to someone in work the other day, because many of my colleagues are maybe taking like a lunch break and sitting outside or they're trying to work, you know, start early, finish early to enjoy the sun. And I went, oh, do you know, I wonder when it'll stop, you know, because it will, obviously. And uh, they went just in time for the summer holidays, I'm sure. And it just really hit me that I thought, that's exactly when it will stop, right when the yeah. kids stop school.
1: <laughs> I do actually remember quite a few summer holidays where it was really, really nice. And the minute the holidays started, it rained for six weeks.
0: Yep. It's, it's nice. It's hard to run in it. I'm a ginger, so it is difficult. It's. Like it's yeah, <laughs> it's pretty warm. but we're still we're still getting out there Hannah we're still getting out there and even more reason to go for a swim after as well
1: oh absolutely i don't know what it's like been like near you but down here in the morning it's actually quite it's a bit chilly like till kind of 10 11 o'clock and then the sun keeps coming out in the afternoon which is great and mm. it's actually great for me cuz if i'm taking the dogs out before work depending on how many dogs i've got to walk and how much space time i've got to do it then sometimes I have to run with the collies to make more time for the other two <laughs> so, I appreciate the cooler mornings it's it's quite good
0: absolutely oh shall we crack on with our interview so this week we interviewed the fabulous Leanne um or at team Closter on Instagram and well I know Leanne um having met her a few times in the past and I just was like she had to be on this podcast I had to have her um but Hannah it was your first time meeting her what did you think
1: it was an absolute blast I just I I know that I text you afterwards didn't I saying I've got I've got a new fangirl I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I've got a girl crush (laughs) absolutely
0: Leanne is an absolute inspiration and I did the introduction this week to her and honestly I could have kept writing all the things that I said because she's just fantastic she's such good fun she's so honest she's proper Glasgow right over the back but she's like a lo- the loveliest person as well
1: I think it's a shame we can't put subtitles on this because there was a couple of times when I was listening to the Perry and I'm like I need to really really listen to understand
0: yes so apologies if you're not <laughs> within Scotland that when you have two Scottish people on a podcast together they start talking faster and faster and to my <laughs> ear it's fine but to Hannah's ear she was like slow down
1: but no I I really enjoyed chatting with her and she's just like everything I want to be that I am kind of working towards I mean my confidence has grown so much since I started adventuring a few years ago but it's just it just makes you realize you you just need to like quiet the voices in your own head and just go and do it but I won't say too much I'll let Leanne tell the story because she's just amazing yes
0: let's go Okay, welcome to the guest part of the show. So I'm excited to introduce Leanne to our podcast. Now, I have fangirled Leanne for quite some time and had the pleasure of meeting up with her a few times now. She is an inspirational, straight-talking Glasgow mammy who entertains us all daily with her Instagram posts and stories, whether it's telling us like it is, or filming herself deflating her paddleboard in her face. She has created a swimming group to encourage not just women, but all to come along and start throwing themselves into locks, quite literally. And she's a keen lover of the outdoors, having climbed 45 Monroe's and is sometimes found sleeping in the hills in her bevy bag. She was a celebrated woman in Scotland in 2022 by the Scottish Women's Convention, and I think she's an absolute inspiration and delight. Welcome Leanne. Oh my god that was like a,
1: a CV. You just read. <laughs> I am that's so proud of myself. <laughs> oh your first introduction I'm gonna have to up my game. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
0: We keep saying that we're like introducing people and they go that's amazing like can can people just introduce me like this in life <laughs> when I walk into the like, room. Turn up at six o'clock and I look this is me and you'd need to recite that whole oh my god. paragraph. <laughs> My favourite part of that I had to get in was deflating the paddleboard in the face. We've all been there. It had to be one of the best videos. I think it's now what you're famous for, Leanne. I think so. I don't think it's
2: the actual deflating the paddleboard. I think it's the bogeys coming up my nose. <laughs> because every time I do it, you just see this big stream go right up my nose and it's disgusting. <laughs> I am so going to have to go and find
0: this video. <laughs> Yeah, I think Leanne's smart. I think she's uh, she puts it on her stories, so they disappear. <laughs> no, there is a video in my
2: views and it's just literally me.
0: But the trouble with
2: it is, it's a lot of boob action, so I don't know if it's been liked for the bogies or liked for the boobies.
0: <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Had a the costume on. Uh, well, you say that, like, somebody said to me um, one of the first times we'd met, and they were like, oh, it's so good to see you, your clothes on. And I sort of did that double take, and you think, mm-hmm. yeah, I do take a lot of pictures of myself in a tub. Or in a lock with just basically underwear on. <laughs> and I wonder why my, my follower counts went up. Well, maybe you need to put on a few pounds and you don't get
2: that. You don't get so many followers.
0: <laughs> no, with the fancy swimming costumes. This is what we're now
1: famous for is mm-hmm. all the fancy swimming costumes. And you've got quite a few, I have to say. I've got a collection. Yes. I've got a collection. So just, just out of interest, how many am I aiming for? Because my currently is like four. What, four swimming costumes? Yeah. I think four a good count. What am I aiming for? Like, what what can I get away with? Well, Emily, do th- you,
2: Emily, you still buying like once a week or something?
0: <laughs> is my husband listening? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have stopped because I did feel like I was getting to the point where, like, I wasn't getting. You know, actually, would bring them out. Like, oh, I forgot about you. <laughs> so it's then, just been released. <laughs> it's just been released. I went through a period. I mean, this is this is me. I mean, this is not about me, Leanne and Hannah this is (laughs) I will tell you that I do obviously have an impulsive streak so I do buy like a lot of things like I had loads of running leggings now it's swimming costumes um so I'm just having to back away and be like frugal and not buy anything
1: I'll be honest I went through the the websites looking for a new swimming costume I was like oh Emily's got that one Emily's got that one no Emily's got that one as well like I need to find one that you haven't got you want to get some custom made costumes for that I think then we've just like jumped into a chat but Really Leanne, how are you today? <laughs>
2: I'm really, really good. I got up early this morning for a swim, which is never a great idea, because I'm rubbish in the mornings. So I've had a day off work, came home, took the kids to school,
1: and I had a
0: nap. Why not? Oh,
1: who doesn't love a
0: nap? I love a nap. Naps are life. And you have to get them in before the summer holidays start as well. Oh,
1: definitely.
0: I need to bank them. I mean, I'm 41. <laughs> are you? Yeah, I'm 41, and I've been tired
2: and famished since 1981. It's a long time.
0: <laughs> oh, and you, so you have two girls. What ages yep. are your girls? So I've got Jessie, she's 10, and Daisy, who's just turned eight. And I take mm-hmm. it, are you Are you their, their hero and inspiration these days? No, they think I'm mental. Mm. So they'll say to me, oh, mum,
2: that's embarrassing, or they'll do other things, they'll say stuff, but then I can see that they enjoy the lifestyle we've got. And they're making all these little friendships with the kids of my friends and then they're doing the things that I do and they're discreetly following in my footsteps. They would be ashamed like of me
0: like if I came out to my costume and jumped in off a pier into a lock, they'd be like, oh, right, come on. Leanne's got an Instagram account, Team Closta, C-H-L-O-S-T-A. Um, mm-hmm. And you do share your kind of adventures on your own with your friends and with your family. And I think that's great like that you've incorporated the kids in mm-hmm. it. Because, I mean, sometimes it's a lot of work with the kids. it's hard It's really
2: difficult going out to kids. And I'm on my own with them as well. So I think sometimes just motivating them at this Mm -hmm. age to come out with you is a big thing. And then going places, maybe each kid doesn't want to go to the same place. And I'm like, no, actually, this is what we're doing. And we're doing it. I don't share loads about them on social media because I'm mindful of the fact that they're growing up and they're probably not going to want all this showing them, prancing about swimming costumes and stuff. But... I show that and I talk, I often talk about family life with, with photographs of them, because it's hard.
0: No, I appreciate so. that. I think like from, like I, I'm a parent, Hannah's not a parent, but like I think anybody appreciates like the honesty because we all can post stuff and I get things like, how do you have so much time to do all the things you do? And you're like, look, you don't see me sitting on the couch, loads, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, stuffing my face with untidy bathrooms. A washing basket that's out of control. So you know, mm-hmm. it is good to sort of touch in and go, Do you know what it is it is pretty tough sometimes, just in general, whether you're a parent or not a parent. Juggling work and like a lot of people work shift work. I've worked shift work, I've done it for years and years.
2: So you've not got the same like, availability as other people. So I'll go out and there'll be people saying to me, Do you ever work? Because I'm not sitting doing a 95 job, but I'm working on social believers And it lets me adventure during the week or during the days and things like that. So people really don't know what you've got going on at home. And you can be open about that as well on social media. You can give a little bit of a story and and tell folk about it and normalise it. But people just people have got a lot to say about things that doesn't really interest them or doesn't matter to them anyway. So I just think you do you. If you've got time to do
1: something, you can juggle it with the kids, juggle it with work, or other commitments that you've got, then just go for it absolutely there's like a point there about people having an opinion about i've had a few comments like are you ever at work and it's like yeah but i also don't post everything that i've done for that weekend all on a sunday night i sort of post like bits throughout the week so i don't completely bombard it so people don't know just because you posted something on a wednesday it doesn't mean that you've done it on the wednesday you could have done yeah. it on the weekend but yeah there's there is that point of people thinking oh look at that amazing life well no just Just don't post everything all at the same time.
2: Yep, And it doesn't really it shouldn't really concern people anyway, like what you're doing and what day you're doing it on.
0: If you're posting straight away. See if you choose to post straight away, then that's your choice. Or if you post about it a week down the line or I'm just always waiting for Leanne's post because if she's took any pictures, I'm there, I'm like, come on.
1: (laughs) Get them on.
0: I want to see it. But I know you've had in the past, you don't obviously need to talk too much about it, Leanne, but I know you've had like people commenting like back in the, the days of um, lockdown or I mean that's really when I got to know you was just about mm-hmm. around about then when I started following you on Instagram I know that you had people commenting on your life yep I've had loads of comments about loads of things
2: you know I'm quite happy to out the comments as they come in I'm not going to be told so mm-hmm. and I think as well see in the kind of adventure community is quite a, a small community really but I generally don't fit the bill and I don't fit the bill because I'm overweight and it's just not the kind of thing you would usually see I maybe not get the money to go and buy all this fancy kit that people have. And I just, people have things to say about things. So when you're out doing things, I, I don't think people always see the good in it. And if it's something to pass judgment on or they'll call you for something else. And it's like, you know what, I was having a good time there and you had no right to, be right to say that. I'm not going to bring anything positive out of it.
1: So just don't say it. I think I've been really lucky with my my kind of journey on Instagram. I haven't received any negativity that I can think of or remember. Maybe that'll come in time because my account seems to be growing, which is great. And I'm connecting with a lot of new people who, so far, again, have all been really lovely. It makes me really angry that people do have to go through that when they're just sharing their story. Like you said, if they don't like it, don't comment. Yeah, and the thing is, it's so
2: easy to unfollow somebody. But I will say this has been like a a real minority that I've met loads of great people through social media a lot of the friends I've got today I've are, are been made through social media through adventure groups and you know I wouldn't have had these experiences that I've had if I hadn't met them so you know it's just like a real small minority you know
0: it's, it doesn't it's really it doesn't upset me so good I mean I think that's what I admire when you have talked about that in the past you're quite open to go I've been getting these messages this is a message to the this person in a way to go I don't care what you've got to say I'm going to live my life which is amazing um but you obviously you talked about the adventure thing so I don't know all about your pre before I started following you through the window mm-hmm. you started I know it was it was it Iona's Adventures that yeah started that group were you adventure is that a verb um before this or has it always been something you're like or is this later in life? Would you say? I would say, see, as a teenager, I was outdoorsy then. I remember going camping and going
2: swimming and places like the Devil's Pulpit, like for a swim, before the Devil's Pit was even in a film. So it was like things like that were always part of my kind of growing up in my family. Um, and my uncle gave me some great experiences. We'd go camping and it was that. And then obviously I went to uni. Uni ends up becoming the cycle of drinking, working, studying, and it's just constant for years. And then I finished uni. And then I kind of went on loads of holidays and stuff, settled down in a job and eventually got married. So I had the kids, and I feel like when I had the kids, I pretty much put life on hold. Mm-hmm. Like my, Like myself on hold, but my children, like we did loads of things outdoorsy with them, and that was great. And it wasn't until maybe towards the end of my marriage that I thought, no, do you know what, i have actually I'm important here. Like I'm more than a mum, and it's time for me to go and do things that I want to do. And I lived in Drumchapel at the time, and there was a, there still is to this day a community. A cycle club from chapel cycle hub and she swims with us she runs a club so i started uh, cycling with them on a Wednesday night and a ladies night which was a massive step like out with my comfort zone I'm generally quite chatty but I think I lost a lot of my confidence when I had the kids like I was never really a big advocate for myself so I joined the cycle hub I was going out every Wednesday night cycling with these ladies and it was great and then done Ben Lomond for charity met Bryony and they kind of rest history so we'd joined this page Iona's Adventures and from there we went a couple of walks and it all really started from us Brian and I signing up for a challenge the Glencoe challenge recruiting a team of just people on social media and this is what I'm saying these these people that come into this team are still in my life four years later now we are so so close we talk every day and the experiences we've had like our challenge got postponed because of lockdown and but, and it could postpone for another year. And then the trips we've had in that time since, the Monroe's, the hills, the camps, road trips, island hopping, days out, um, hotel stays. just it's, The rest is endless. People have had kids in that time. People have got married. And it's just, it's been so good. So from there, I would say, adventure-wise, that opened up a lot of doors for me when I joined Ion's Adventures because it's kind of like networking in a way. You were meeting folk who were like minded And... You're eventually meeting people who you really gelled with and I think I've been
1: really, really lucky to find the people that i found. Oh, that sounds amazing. We definitely need to touch on like Monroe bagging and camping out in bivy bags because yeah. that just sounds like my ideal. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, what you're saying about getting that
0: group, I mean, that's there. There is the positive side of social media. Like you say, it's just that really small that bring it down, but when you think of the people that I've brought in your life, and obviously I've met some of them I mean, you met Bryony walking up a mountain, did you not? Well, both of us were doing our first Monroe. I'd stood it the year before for charity. It was a work thing and I didn't
2: get to the top and I had no interest in climbing hills. Like that was, see that, that would make me physically sick. (laughs) And I'd been roped into it at work to go and do this charity. Ben Lomond, I didn't even get to the top. I got about half an hour from the top and I thought, no, this is just not the life for me. And but I was sponsored a lot of money and annoyed me for about 50 weeks and like, I say to all my sponsors I've been sponsored this money, and they're like no give it to, so go for it give it to a charity and I'm like this is annoying me so 50 weeks later I didn't tell anybody I was going back but I went back and done Ben Lomond and on that day I met Bryony that was her first Monroe too and Bryony and I were going up and I'm not joking the language was disgusting for two years that day we were hating it we're like who even does this this is disgusting and it kind of went along those lines and I was with my two friends Bryony was with her three friends and then we got to the top of this hill and I remember like saying what is your name anyway and I don't know how we, we exchanged phone numbers or social media or something like that. And then we kept in touch. I didn't see her. This was August. I didn't see her to the following June. Right. And by that point, my marriage had just ended. She'd messaged late on a Friday night. What you going do you want to go and do a shahalian?" And I'm like, well, you did hate the hills that much if I are going back up them again. <laughs> and it's been a lot hate story since. And Bryony is 13 years younger than me. I mean, like. In a different world, well, maybe a couple of years, maybe more, but she could have been my daughter. And sometimes I think she is like a daughter to me because I've got to keep her in check sometimes. But I think it's a friendship you would never expect to work. But mm-hmm. it's we're so, so close. And we always joke, you know, you're my mountain soulmate. And we've just had some great experiences. But only last month I was lying in bed. We're in a hotel like, and the two are farting. And I'm like, oh, you disgust me. And it's just, it's a really, really close friendship where nothing's off limits. Yeah. she's like I say. And it kind of started from there. Brian is very, very sociable as well. And she's quite chatty, meeting people. So I've met people through her as well. And it's just, it's brought me together. Because that was, the, for the Glencoe Challenge, that was a team we had, and it was called Scrambled Legs. We're still there every day. We've got a group chat. And then from there, we ended up with a swimming group. And that was literally just me putting out a couple of invitations online, saying, I'm going for a swim, do you want to like come. And now we've got the Mad Piranhas. So. so they're the most random group names ever, but it
0: works for us. But it's great, and do you know? See me just to touch on what you said about like meeting Briarie, meeting the others, and all that as well. Is I always say like you know, especially with my girls and stuff. You know, it's it's lovely when you see kids and they make friends because kids just make friends dead easy. You know, well, to a point when they're younger. You know, it's just do you want to play? Do you want to play? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And as an adult that kind of goes because it's like oh no I've, I've kind of made my bed a little bit and when you are sort of thrust into a new life like being a mum or you're, you've you are got married or your marriage is broke down you're in a new area it's like how do you make friends as an adult and I think your story and like other people talking about Instagram and social media like helping them it's mm-hmm. amazing because you never think I mean I think myself like 20 years ago and I go I, I wouldn't know who, who this is really yeah. You know, that I would just go up and be like, let's be friends. Let's hug strangers, spend hours talking and just that's it. The first time I met Hannah, we were pretty much like naked within about 10 minutes, getting changed for a swim. It
1: but... <laughs> just solidified
0: the friendship. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's something I feel like I can be a bit much. We've talked about that before being Hannah. <laughs> and, uh, but then I'm like, I just think I just throw myself into it now because I think, oh, do you know what? Here, Here is me. Here is me. I mean, that feels like a greatest showman song this is the- I, I
2: know, not see that um you sometimes feel a bit too much see if you are too much for somebody the problem's them. yeah no completely but like, i'd be unapologetically like you always i know i'm not everybody's cup of tea but you find people and, and you just yell with them and like you're saying there, like when like i've got some friends from childhood when i'm really really close to this day from school but you know friends come and go throughout the years and i honestly it's weird to get to this point and i kept thinking is this maybe the midlife crisis everybody talks about? Because I thought, maybe you're going to get to this point where you think, mate, I did maybe half my time in this life. And I honestly thought that was it. But the more it's happening and the more it's gone down the line. And the thing is, all my friends, we're all different age groups. So it's not even just like we're all like menopausal women. It's like We're all different age groups, male and female. I'm like, no, actually, these people are a lifeline to me.
0: It's so Aww. good, Sleon. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so empowering. <laughs> it is. I mean, I think that's it female empowerment I mean you've got male friends <laughs> well not uh, discredit the the males mm-hmm. but when you think about women at a certain like age you know especially like like bodies and you know you're talking about going swimming and it's like getting changed in front of it each is. other before you're like I, I remember going into a gym and it was communal changing and as a like 20 year old when I worked in Glasgow Uni and I thought I can't change in here people will see <laughs> where it's when a, like a lay-by and you don't care like who sees you and stuff like I
2: honestly don't care
0: you're going home in just a dry robe.
2: Did that plenty I I keep thinking, "Well, if I crashed this car today, and I've got no pants on?"
0: I know it used to be like, "Make sure you get your good pants on." Now you're just like, "Please, no any pants on, any pants."
1: <laughs> pants are a bonus. If there's pants on, then you've done well that day. I, I went for a quick dip on Sunday morning, and Steve drove home, and I just whipped my cozy off at the side of the van, got in my dry robe, and just went home. Right, right quite yeah. right in this
0: weather now you can it's not you know when it's absolutely baltic you know in the middle of winter you, feel get like you on. probably should put some layers on but yeah. when you're just dri- driving home like you're going all you can think about is going for a shower
1: Yeah, so i, I want to go back to the devil's pulpit so emily had never been to the devil's pulpit and i decided it would be a good place to take her right i had been the year before when when i wasn't a dipper I loved it I was like it's amazing but I went with my partner and then when we went down I was like Emily we're gonna go here it's gonna be really cool I got there and I turned into an absolute wimp because of the color of the water I was like what's down there and when we look back at the time lapse on the GoPro the water was kind of like swirling around really slowly but it just messed with my head completely and I actually didn't really get in properly did I?
0: No so, so <laughs> I went in and then because Hannah was having a I don't know if I can go in here you know, you, then you start to go, should I, should I go in? Should I have been here? <laughs> but no, that was my first time. Like, I mean, obviously it's like 40 minutes from us or maybe like half an hour from Glasgow. And uh, I'd never been. I don't think I'd go back. I mean, Roslyn, who is one of your friends, Leanne, had messaged me and said like they got rid of the rope to help yep. down. I was like, there's no way I could get down. I'm a terrible scrambler.
2: Well, see, two years ago, i have been there two years ago with Ari and we went down the opposite side. So there was nothing. And it was a really bad decision, and I fell. But see, before I fell, I put my gloves on. Mm -hmm. So it was cold, it was March. And see, when I fell, I ripped my whole glove to bits. So if I didn't have my glove on, it would have been my skin. And then the rope, we went back. I went back a few weeks ago with a friend just for a wander, and then we went back last week. And it was a backup option because there was another set of pools nearby where we were going to go to, about a kilometre away. And we started walking, and I was following OS maps. And the footbridge on the map, when we got to the footbridge, the footbridge was gone and it was just this stagnant water and I thought, you can't even do that. It's disgusting. So we went to the pool, put the ropes, going it is steep and I think there's often like accidents at it as well. Yeah. It's just really, really busy with the, with the film and
1: stuff and the infrastructure's just not great there for it. So how do you feel about going in the kind of blood red water? Like, am I overthinking it? <laughs>
2: I feel fine about it. I'm trying to think. There's probably a few places I've swam like that, but I feel fine. Like you know, I'm not going to be in forever. And the thing is, when you go in the devil's pit when I swam it last week, you're, you're actually not deep for a while. You can swim over to the actual pool like, where the water's flowing. And it's, we've not had a lot of rain here, so it's not like it's going crazy fast. And okay. it was fine. you can stand up and you can dive into it. So I kind of know now, I think because I've been as a child a lot, as a teenager, I've been a lot. I remember as a teenager at first, like, this is a bit daunting when you can't see yeah and then you come out and then you come out you're all orange and dirty and stuff but it's a magical place but it was just full of midges the midges have been biting early here and last week like in the pictures of the water i'm like oh the little devil pool fairies and it's literally just midges covering me now like outside it but the light was lovely if you go at the right time of the day and the sunlight's coming down that that bit where the water's falling and stuff it's just beautiful
0: it, it was lovely. And I mean, I, I mean, I went in and then we had a bit of a dip as well. When we were coming out, Hannah did a bigger post on Instagram about it. Four men appeared while we were getting changed. And we kind of had that moment of freak out now. But these four people did not say a word. And we think that li- English was limited afterwards. But mm-hmm. it just gave us that fear because you are sort of sort of stuck down there. And I think yeah. that gave us that a bit of a, oh God, this is like... We're in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and we need to try
2: and get out now. Yeah, I get that. And I think you could apply that to everything you're doing outdoors because sometimes, like, if I'm going somewhere and I'm going solo, well, like, I know for a fact my mum and dad don't sleep. And, and I've been away, and some of the best times I've had have been when I've been on my own. It's a mindset thing. Like, I need to just not think about that. And I always feel really, really safe when I'm out and about. But, like you say, it's intimidating. Your gut says otherwise. And you're thinking, this isn't so easy to get out of here. You need to tread down that water. You need to go back up those really steep steps. and, there is a bit, of, a bit of scramble to do going up them I've got really I'm short so like try to fire a leg up it's not so easy for me to do it and it's probably not pretty so those four men would not have been interested in me <laughs> to see me going up that well
0: They'd they wouldn't like have been interested in seeing us because all you could see was my breakfast like c- trying to climb up there although Hannah climbed up so we both had these robes on mine was like filthy because I was literally like throwing my body up like crawling through the mud hannah seemed to like just you know prance up quite happily and see so speaking of that so is that the kind of mind frame you have to get in with the bevy bag sleepovers so the bivvy i've only bivvied a couple of times and the first bevy i had was last year my
2: ex-husband he'd said to make mother's day last year what do you want for mother's day and i'm like a bivvy bag and he's like you're mental now he's the complete opposite from me and he's like it's just crazy and i'm like this is what i'd like and it's just i try and plan out my summer because I've only got so much time when I'm free to do things. I had this spare night and the weather was great. The kids went to their dads about five o'clock. It was a Sunday. The weather was beautiful. The wind was low and there was a Corbett and Arica that I'd been itching to do for ages. And I thought, this is the perfect time. And you just can't think. You just need to pack your bag and go. There's no point overthinking stuff. And I went, I walked up the hill, I took a book thinking I'd read it at the summit before sunset. I never I sat there for three hours at the, the summit before sunset and I just sat and watched the sky and I set up my bivvy bag and everything else and I felt great. But I had this big plan, I'm going to lie here tonight and watch the stars. And I seen about four stars and was zoned. I was ugly snoring, slobbering, right? Midging it over my head because I was panicking in case the wind was really calm and I was going to get wake up in the morning with all these midges on my face. And it was literally just me lying there and a couple of sheep. Uh-huh. and I woke up in the morning I set an alarm thinking I'll go up for sunrise and when I opened up my eyes I was actually in clouds but about 10 minutes later I put my stove on for a cup of coffee the cloud was clearing in front of me and I was actually above the clouds so it was like a full inversion
0: wow.
2: and I thought I'm going to lie here, I'm not moving out of this bag I'm going to lie here and watch this sunrise I had the GoPro set up to record it on a time lapse and I'm like why is it getting so bright missed the sunrise, the sun had risen behind me and I was lying there to the company. And my baby bag i was having the most relaxing night ever then when i turned around I could see i don't like if you been up the cobbler and it's like kind of the crooked bits at the cobbler the sun yeah. had risen behind that and i'm like oh that's nice i might as well just pack up and go <laughs> so i went home that day and i obviously because i never really it was july last year so there was only really four or five hours of sleep mm-hmm. like i'm having a nap and i felt great and i never posted about it till later that day and then my mum was on the phone going off her head <laughs> can't be behaving like that. And I'm like, look, I had a brilliant night last night, thanks. The solo, like, going and doing things like that, I get it. It's, I remember the first time I did a solo trip, and it was only a couple of years ago, and I made a plan, and I made backup options, but my backup backup options had to be as good as my main plan because you don't want a second best. So I had a plan of where I wanted to go, and the first point on my trip was four hours up the road, up the nine. So I got to Inverness to this Leakey's Bookshop. It's an old um, church transformed into this second bookshop and it's magical right I just want somewhere i wanted to go for ages but see that whole four hours driving up the 9 I cried I was 39 and I was bawling my eyes out right I'm feeling you know, like ugly tears going up this road see all those like um, average speed cameras and they were probably full of me and my teary disgusting face and I was crying and I'm like why have I never did this for myself because like why have I let myself go or why have I not did the things that are important to me and I think that trip is probably the best thing ever because it, once I went and I did the stuff I wanted to do. I never felt scared at all. I went my first solo paddle boarding. I did my first solo row up there and it was a long day. I did my first solo camp. I'd woke up in this place and been in this tourist attraction at 7 o'clock in the morning. Did other hills, went for coffees and stuff. By day three, my dad turned up in his truck. Right, my dad's a truck driver. By day three, I was in Stonehaven and I'd strategically booked a slot at the outdoor pool so I could get a shower without paying for a campsite. <laughs> Brilliant. and my dad's phoned he's like where are you I'm trying to park this truck and a taxi rank and I'm talking a HGV truck and I'm like why are you here he's like me and your mum cannot sleep and I'm like dad I've been getting the best sleep ever up here and it was great and I stayed another night I went elsewhere and stayed another night and I came home and when I got home I thought right it's time to change that mindset of being upset that you've never did this stuff for yourself and just change it to like I'm doing this stuff now and I think that's how I'm always a big believer like in not waiting like if there's something you want to do and you get the perfect opportunity to do it just go for it because you can spend forever waiting. I, like, there's four friends I've went to school with and they, they all die before 40. And I'm like, you really don't know the minute. So why wait? And you, you need to just get into that positive frame of mind. Not be
1: scared about things. You're probably the most safe outside in the outdoors than you are floating about the city. I got chatting to someone. They were like, oh, I camped out in a bivy. And I was like, that sounds amazing. I was like, what about all the weirdos? And they were like, hmm. Generally, they're all in the city centre. They're not out on the hills waiting for the other one weirdo that's about to camp out. I was like, that's a good point. And I was like, what about the sheep? Because some of those sheep have really bad (laughs) attitudes. Yeah, how
0: do, how do you cope waking up in the morning as a sheep in your face? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Like they were around about me when I was having that baby, and there was a time a couple of years ago I was camping in Glenetive, and there was a deer like chomping on the grass outside my tent and literally at my head, and I'm like, what if they can smell me and they want a taste? And I'm like, that's unrealistic. They're, they're not interested in you. It's hard as well, see. Even it's things when there are like sheep or other things. Like obviously if they're wild animals, and you know you be mindful of their spaces and. Like nests, or if there's like babies and that around and stuff, you just be considerate. But I suppose you're we're so lucky in Scotland
0: where we can camp, you just need to walk a bit further and find a better pitch, and you'll be fine. Did you do anything? I know like you've done courses in the past, I know like you've just done one recently in paddleboard and stuff. But is Mm. there anything you've done that's made you a bit more confident about the outdoors? I wouldn't say courses
2: as such, but I think speaking to people, so see, like meeting people through outdoor groups and kind of learning other people's experiences, I think that's been really valuable. And during lockdown, Iona did like a series of not podcast, but it was like sun sunshine sessions she'd put on at the time. And I remember watching that fairly new to this adventures, and there was somebody on that who was a mount leader, and he shared a lot of information that night. And it was things you're constantly learning, like you're learning about kit, and you're learning about your limits, you're learning about map reading. I've learned over time, and yeah, you know what, I've still got lots to learn. It's a continuous learning process, but I don't think I've really been in any other courses. I'd hope to go on some like nav courses and maybe some bushcraft course I think would be great but I get to do that with the kids and I get to do some stuff at work as well so I'm quite lucky that I've these opportunities
1: oh that sounds amazing I'm I'm a little bit jealous actually like (laughs) I feel like Emily I feel like I might need another new friend that's going to do all the wild camping with me yeah come camping I love camping
0: Leanne can come up here and do Monroes because we've discovered uh, Leanne, I'm not. I'm not a Monroe bagger. Do you know what? I don't think that I am either. Where, how did you turn from not really that bothered about climbing Ben Lomond to now you've got? I mean, I said 45 because that's on your Instagram. I wasn't pictures. Right. It. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of Monroes. There's 282.
2: So the thing yeah. is, I am not like there's people out there, and that's a target, um, and that's fantastic. Like if people go for it, and that's what drives them. It was never meant to be. Something for me. I don't even know how we kept going, but as we kept going, I thought, right, hey, I'm going to turn forty. I'd like to get to forty. Monroe's for turning forty, mm-hmm. and I honestly thought, turn forty, done them all. I've done the forty that I wanted to do, and that was it. But then apparently not. I got up one morning one Sunday myself and thought, I've got a spare day. I'm going to go up here and do this Monroe, and then I was going to back on them. I've done a few, and I've done a few repeats
1: since as well. What's one of your favourite Monroe's that you've done? Sometimes it's not necessarily the favourite, as in because it was. A particular thing but sometimes it can just be the atmosphere the weather or something that's just made it memorable. Brian will
2: kill me for this right she will kill me. There's three there's three fairly easy minross right at Glen She and we'd went to do them in 2019. So we turned up at this car park and went to get out the car and met these two boys, Tommy and Gregor, who were really all close friends to this day. It's, it's so lovely, the story. Anyway, we got chatting to them. They're like, we're going to do the six on the other side of the road. Now, but at this point, I've done two right? And I'm like, I no <laughs> bother. We'll just join you for the six. My wee £30 sports directors. And I'm like, here we go. Hang about with them for the day, me and Bryony. We did five out of the six. We all had to come down after the fifth because the weather turned. And to be honest, we had no snacks left. And my body was starting to shake. My body was thinking, what are you doing to yourself here? This is like extreme endurance. It wasn't even that hard. But my body's like, no, you're not really... Set up for this. Actually, I went back recently and finished that other Monroe there because it was annoying me. But Brian and I, a year later, were like, we need to go back and do these three Monroes we originally planned to do. So we went, and it was a day after the lockdown restrictions had been lifted. So the lockdown restrictions were lifted on the Friday. We did two Monroes. When I'm at home that day, she says, Do you want to go out again tomorrow? And I'm like, No. But we went out, did these caramel three, got between Monroe two and three of the day. And Brian is like, I really need the toilet. But we weren't really savvy in toileting outdoors, right? Like, we weren't professionals at it, and I'm like, you either need to dig a hole for it, or you're bagging it up. But I just thought she was doing a pee anyway. And I'm t- we're, we're quite crude at like that. We'll take pictures each other, like, doing the toilet, and laugh, and, and joke about stuff. And I'm taking a picture, and out comes this big Joby. Oh, you- my God. <laughs> and I'm buckled the two eyes are howling, laughing, and she went to walk away. I was like, you can't leave that. It's on the path. Right. I don't know if you can put this in the podcast. She will drop me, do what you like. She's not going to barter me. But... <laughs> Anyway, I, was, I said to so you, "Need to pack it up. I've not get a shovel with it." <laughs> so, so I've had to give her a sandwich bag and a crisp, an empty crisp packet, and she's gagging, picking up this jobie. She's a nurse, right? And I'm like, "Why are you As gagging?" it's her me? own. <laughs> she, that's what she says. She's like, "It's different. When it's your own." So we had to walk from the second to the third manor that day with this jobie in the backpack, and we were ended right the whole day. We could not stop laughing. So we get towards the third one and it's on a ski slope. So there's a ski lift and the two has jumped on it for selfies and stuff. And and I'm like, oh, you you've really smell me? You Get that bag away from me. <laughs> so anyway, we get back to the car down at the ski centre of the two. Is, like, she's really buckled by this point. The ski centre has obviously been shut during COVID. The bins have been locked up. Can't get rid of this, this job. We're in the middle of nowhere. So we drive to the next town. So we'll go over this wee chippy place, right, we go to. And I was in the car. I was like, you need to get rid of that job, and she went away and chucked it in a council bin. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I think for the funniest day, it would probably be that. For the for the views and stuff, I would say, what did we do? We did this, we did this great in Mial Nantarmakin, which is just to the left of Ben laws range. And when we went, it was autumn. The colours were beautiful. There was a cloud inversion. And it was a really good crowd that day. It's a really nice walk. Even the manor was quite quick to get to. But after that, there's a ridge and it was a beautiful walk. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably been my favourite. And it's probably one of the most simple ones. But... It was a Really nice day with some good people.
0: That, that, uh, jobby one is staying in because, is it? well, one, I mean, I feel like you were very responsible. <laughs> oh, I thought so, because I like the, but
2: the thing is, we still laugh at it to this day, and I've told everybody about it, even the kids. And The kids would I'd be voice noting, and I'd be like, Well, oh, Brian's done a job in the house. Lessons were learned. <laughs> but that, that we did learn because I remember about a month later, we went on a road trip to the North Coast 500. Brian, he was two days late turning up now to meet us, and yes. And it was my turn to do it outside, so but that way it was like panic station. So I think for her, I,
0: I totally get how bad it must have felt. But I had a nice, a nice laugh that day. <laughs> <laughs> These are the memories that are made. I mean, Hannah's memory of me climbing the Monroe is pretty much just me being hangry for most of it. See, when you were saying about, oh, I'd run out of snacks and my body's shutting down, like I continue, I have to constantly eat. Yeah. So, and it got to a point I was like, I'm not stopping until we get to the top now. Even though probably half a sandwich would have helped me, but I was just like, no, you know, head down, like just raging. So she was a different person on the way down. But I think it's because like I'm, I've got a bit of a fear of going down. Some people are great at running down hills and scrabbling about. I'm just a bit of a s bag, really. I'm the same. I, I think see, like
2: people think the glamorise glamorizes doing Monroe's and stuff, and they're like, oh, it's great, and it's great when you get to top and you get views. Which isn't often, right? So yes. there's no point selling it to people saying, you're going to go up there and you're going to get 70, 60 views. The chances are you're probably going to get bitten to bits and midges, out of breath, hurt yourself somehow, and see nothing in the top. So it's not always like that. But then when you get to the top and you have that sandwich, the packed lunches, I mean, you could have like the basic ham sandwich and you'd be like, this is tremendous, right? So enthusiastic about this food. And then you've got that consistent knee pain for three hours back to the cat.
0: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> tells you about that. And I think that's why I like I loved your account because you do tell just things like as it is. But I think I had to be honest when I was doing that Monroe going Note to self, take snacks. Like yeah. and take snacks. And and I think it was Kimberly in the Mad Piranhas group or scrambled legs group that was like, Yeah, I needed a nose bag for some of these Monroes. And I'm like, that's exactly what I need is just a packet of fruit pastels or something. Yeah. To
1: no,
2: we, we've always got stuff like that in the bag. You need stuff like I pack as if I'm going to stay out for the night. I pack what's going to happen here if I get stuck, break my leg, and somebody can't help me till to tomorrow. I need to eat, like so. I think like that, and the same. It's what's funny. I'm obviously always food orientated. When I had my second baby, when it was a really, really fast labour, and see when I went down to the room to have her, I'd left a suitcase with both her nice clothes. I gave birth in a black dress, but I took my snack bag with orange club biscuits in it. So I was prioritising the snack. And it's just obviously something I do to all aspects of my life. It's all about the snacks. Food does taste better at the top of a Monroe. Though. Oh, 100% agree. Like, that's what I'm saying. It could be so bland or somebody
1: could give you something and you've probably never been so grateful in your life. I do think Ben Vorlick maybe wasn't my uh, best choice for your first Monroe. It was it was really steep. I mean, see, looking back,
0: is it ever, you know, look back and you go, I'm proud I've done it. I really want to do Ben Lomond because I have to it's here
1: it's the closest one um it's so much better as well as in like it's a lot more gentle you, you'd really like it
0: like I, I run all the time and I think people are like oh how have you not done more Monroe's? but I do think it is it's either something for you or it's not I Definitely. think I, I'm more instant gratification so um running gives me a high quicker than that climb to yep. that Monroe. <laughs> for your life. Honestly, you should be like an inspirational speaker, Leanne. See, just talking? Apart from the jobby part, you know, (laughs) just in general about getting out there. Because I really, I do admire, I do remember that trip, like you posting about going by yourself, which I think is amazing. And it's not exactly the same, but I went to Brighton by myself to do the Brighton marathon. And it it was one of those things that I thought, the reasons for doing it was I'd never been to Brighton. But it was also like, I don't want to wait for, ask all my pals and be like, who wants to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? And wait about I just was like, I want to go and that, yeah. and just go and do something. And I think seeing things like you've posted, it's going to give me that confidence. See, when you're mentioning
2: that about friends as well. So when I've said to my friends, I'm going to do something solo, there's that mutual respect there. That Because sometimes I would say something and somebody would be like, oh, can I come along and I'll we'll do something? But when I mention, or when any of them mention, listen, they're going to do something solo. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but support you get back. There's none of this like what somebody want to tag along. They're totally respecting you. Just says there you want to do something on your own, and then they'll encourage you to do it. And yeah. like I've got friends, and we'll all check in. Like I'll send my pin where I am. They'll let's pin my location. I'll send it regularly. I send it to somebody at home, and I'll send it to somebody else who's maybe nearby. And I think that support like you're saying about waiting for your friends to see they want to do that marathon or it's it's kind of similar to anything you want to do in life. You'll find people who are going to do nothing but encourage you, even if they can't be there with you on the day, they're they're with you there somehow. So I think it's kind of like that with me as well and with all the, the friends I've got that do stuff on their own. Yeah.
1: I think I went through that phase for a while where all my friends were kind of having children and no one was kind of available to do anything. So that's when I then started thinking, right, well, I can either sit at home and be miserable or I can go out and do it anyway. And I I had a trip to to Scotland back to the village where I grew up. So yeah, I kind of knew people, but every day I went off and did my own thing and just kind of turned back into a tourist and did all the things that I'd done as a kid. And it was one of the best weeks' holidays I've had. The last couple of years have been pretty good for the amount of trips I've had back to Scotland, but I'd done quite a few of abroad holidays. Scotland just always calls me back, and that particular week just really sticks in my mind. And it was just because I just did my own thing. I just went off and and it was amazing and it was I said to my friends I'm going to Scotland to sit on a beach and they went you're going in Scotland to Scotland in October to sit on a beach and I went yes (laughs) and every day I think I did 10 10 different beaches in 10 days and I took lunch and coffee and I sat on a beach every day and I think it rained for about half an hour one day. I was so lucky.
2: You are very really lucky for that and it's over time. But I think it's so empowering like, to go and do all that and be comfortable in your own company.
1: I think that's where my kind of solo adventuring kind of started. I just, after that, I started going up the Yorkshire Three Peaks on my own and nothing seemed to phase me after that. I think sometimes you've just got to take that one step, like you said, do that one trip and go, I can do this. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything massive, but it's just, yep. it's that starting point of going, I am perfectly capable of doing this on my own. Yeah, I think there's that. It's saying
2: that you're capable of doing it and owning it, but see when you share about it afterwards, you, you should be able to share that joy you've had and, and that kind of pride you've got in yourself. And I think sometimes like people think, oh, maybe a bit of ego. You've done something that you, you've put off for so long, you've done it for yourself, you should be proud of it, you should be able to share it anything you want your true honest feelings about it any photographs you've got about it like there's just I don't know I think it does inspire other people I know and it sounds modest from me saying this but I know I've had loads of women a lot of mums saying I wish I could do that and I'm like there's nothing stopping you apart from your, your own mindset and but you'll do it when the time's right for you but you can't push people no. but you can encourage them a little bit and or, and if you're they're watching in the sidelines maybe they're doing stuff and I know that people have been in touch with me saying Look, that inspired me to go camping with my kids for the first time, because that's huge. Or maybe went and somebody's going to trip herself, and it's just, I don't know. It's I wish everybody had that
0: mindset, but we are all the same, it would be boring.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely. And I think there is an element of, like, I'm so glad that we do have social media for actually seeing these things and actually linking people together, because your inspiration back years and years ago was really just with people you knew, or had read about and then the people you really read about are you know that seems like too beyond mm-hmm. too beyond you but when you see like oh there's Leanne from Claybank away sleeping in a bivvy bag on her own I'm like oh, she can do it I could I could do it you know I'm mm-hmm. I mean, not saying I will but and I think it's not even just like we're doing it so see
2: it's fitting things into your normal everyday life yes so I think some people think when you're adventure planning, you're going to go and make this huge adventure. But the reality is, like, I've only got a couple of hours here and there. And I bivvied recently and I was going to work. I was working at 4 to 10 at night. And my partner told me, he lives in Perth. I had messaged him about 2 o'clock that day. It was so romantic. Bring your bivvy, Right, bring your bivy. Oh, I'd love it if someone said that, that to me. <laughs> but that is, it's so seductive, right? So I'm saying bring your bivy. He's supposed to be coming to mines just after 10 o'clock for me finishing work. And I'm like, it was cold, freezing, right? I said, bring your bivvy and I'll meet you at this pin. So I've sent him a pin. I've left work at 10 in the dark, drove to the middle of nowhere to go up this really small hill that I knew because the sunrise was going to be epic in the morning. The forecast was great. I knew the views from this hill because it's gorgeous. And he turned up, his baby bag, and I thought, well, he's good. He's learned. And then he put up a bit of tarp because there was a bit of wind that night. So we tarp up. I never had tarp the last time. He had his camera. He was taking pictures of the stars and stuff. And then I'd went to sleep and... That morning I'd set my alarm clock for sunrise. But obviously he was up before I set my alarm for that half an hour glow before sunrise. He's woke me up before it. I'm snoring my head off rage and he's woke me. But it was just little moments like that. And then see that morning, he went his own way to go back to Perth to go to work and I went home. It's like fitting in little adventures. Well, I say that's a big adventure
0: with a small amount of time. Like you say, just texting him saying, Meet me when folk look at the outside and be like, Oh, you've all the time that you've got, you must have, you know, you don't you don't work or whatever. But you're actually just like, well, all we did have really was like six hours together. Yeah. And what it was, was sleeping, mainly.
2: <laughs> but that happens a lot a lot of my adventures. But somebody will maybe message and I remember during the Easter holidays and I got a message about six o'clock, MD Fancy Sunset at Seamill, and 20 minutes later the car was packed, kids were ready to go, and away
1: we went. And it was a stunning sunset. And I'm thinking, you know, if you never went for that opportunity there, you would have missed it. When you think those those last minute moments are just like... Sometimes turn out the best ones though. I I was messaging one of the g- girls that I follow, a Van 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 one, and she'd put on this thing about a coverless duvet, so I was intrigued. So we we're chatting away, and it was about quarter past seven on Friday night. Five minutes later, we were talking about dipping. I was like, "Yeah, we need to arrange that." The first time I ever met her, we went for a dip. She'd never dipped before, so this was quarter past seven. By ten past eight, we were meeting at a riverside, going for a dip. The most random conversation from duvet to dipping it was awesome. That night I met you. It would have been Summer Solstice last year. And I was Paddy Warden yeah. down in Shire, and I met you, and I felt
2: like I know this girl, but I didn't know you. But i like I know I've watched you, watched your stuff. You're you get crazy energy, right? I think you're, you're hilarious, right? And I thought that's nice meeting you. But since then we I oh, you, like <laughs> We've had some cracking swims, and and then yeah. there's times I've met you, and it's great. And um, and I know you're involved in clubs that I'm involved in as well. Also, you're probably been more so at the Glasgow Paddy with the socials and stuff like that and then I've done some um, safety stuff and adventure stuff with
0: them and everybody's got a connection somewhere. Mad Piranhas talked to me about that because it was mainly like you were going for a swim and you were putting it out there yeah. what made, what was the change from that to we should put a name on this? So when I first started obviously I was swimming anyways
2: and I was swimming with some of my friends I'd met through Iron's page I don't know how. I just started putting a thing. in. Somebody said I'd like to join you one day, so I started kind of sharing it on my stories. And my Instagram is public, and I keep it public for that reason. I like it to be inclusive. People were saying I'd love to do that, but I don't think I could. And I'm like, no, Emily could do it. I was like, come along and meet me. And then somebody would come and meet. And it went like that. And then it ended up growing a little bit. And I'm like, right, we're going to need a wee name here. I think we need to have like something fun because we were sending pictures to each other. And and somebody came up. There's a girl in a group, and I call her Mad Natalie. She's her name's Natalie, but she's the craziest lassie i ever met in my life. She's fantastic. She came up with Angry Piranhas and we all like, laughed on the spot. And I'm like, that's great. So originally it was Angry Piranhas. And then we did, um, we brought for a paddle one day and we'd met freelance filmmakers doing some work with visit Scotland. Mm-hmm. And then they'd done their thing they were doing at the lock, at Lockhart. I don't know, she ended up getting in touch with us saying, look, I'd love to do some filming with you for the adventure show. So I was like, "Right, might I need to rein in this angry a bit because it makes us sound vicious, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Glasgow.
2: We did a little poll. One of the girls in the group did a poll and it came back and mad piran- it ended up being Mad Piranhas. So from there it kind of grown, we'd had a Facebook group, we had a Instagram page as well, and the Facebook group somewhere to list events. So we did the filming in the June and it was shown, I think, maybe towards September time, but the whole kind of point that was come across, it was unscripted, So I was just asked all these questions, and we swam with the girl Libby, she swam with us this morning as well, and she was saying, like, what would put people off coming to meet an outdoors group, not just necessarily a swimming group, but and I was like, well, appearance? It's always going to be appearance. We're all different shapes and sizes, different abilities, different backgrounds, but that, not one bit of that matters. So nobody cares if you're wearing a wetsuit or if you're wearing your swimming costume. I've had this odd skinny dip. Um, nobody cares if you're in your brand pants or boys are in their boxers or whatever else. It's just, It's just laugh. There's no etiquette. There's none of this keeping your breathing camera in the water. If you want to scream and swear and shout all sorts, then go for it. If you're more a, a dunker or a dipper or somebody's in really swimming there's zero judgment and I think from that it's just grown and maybe that's how it's kind of seen as that inclusive way and I sound like I'm really bumming up my group and it's not just my group it's a collective group No, there's a lot of people there I'm bumming up it's it's fantastic you should you should but but it's not just um my group it's it's everybody's in the group's got an ownership for that group and the events are open to all they're open for people to go and add their own events. So somebody it's Scotland wide, somebody might be in East Coast and go, it's an empty fancy dipping here. And then since then we've met loads of other swimming groups and been to some of their events. And it's a good way to kind of network with them. So if you're traveling about Scotland, you know there's probably always somewhere you can go for an organized swim. Like solo swimming's not for you, or if you're maybe somewhere else and it's about your comfort zone, you're no your normal people you swim with. It's opened up friendships because there's people who maybe end up going, oh, I'm going to car share with such and such because they're from, and then they make friendships and then they're going for wee lunches or they're going for other wee adventures. And like the nights, when the Aurora was visible and stuff, Like some little groups were out going doing that and feeding it back to us. And I felt this is great that these people made these friendships. It's like, there's no clique. It's just loads of different friendships. I feel it's just, it's, it's meant people are able to share different experiences as well because you don't really know what people have got going on in the background of their lives and there's people in there who you wish they never had a shared experience with things like suicide or ill mental health or bereavements just loads of different things. there's people in there who can support others maybe better than what others can and I think it's a wee lifeline maybe lots of
0: lifelines all in it is lovely I mean I've been before but I think one of the things I admire about you is it doesn't like as much as you created the group and it's know you guys are there so many times for some of them but this group is for everybody this is your group not my group and that really does come across because I've said something you're like bang it on just put it on is that all right but you're always very much like just just do it it's it's your group I'm also mindful of the
2: fact that see when you're arranging events there's a lot of pressure that comes with that and a lot of expectance so it needs to be like a shared Ownership everybody does a bit and like I always say you can burn out for arranging too much. You need to know when to rest. You need to know when to say no to things And, and you need to be able to say no freely and not have to give an excuse why you don't want to go to that swim or you don't want to go to that event or whatever. It's just... You know, you need to kind of balance your time out. And if people were kind of taking ownership with that as well and putting on their own events, then that takes the pressure off somebody for arranging
1: something. It's a great week group. You can can swim in the mad piranhas, Hannah, when you come up. Yes. Coming up a week on Friday, I was already checking out to see if there was anything that would fit with my travel plans.
2: There probably will be be something on then. If you're on the the Facebook group, somebody will probably add something in. Summer holidays is going to be a bit strange because obviously a lot of people have got their kids. And, you know, I'm mindful of the fact that not everybody wants to bring their kids along to events and you know what, you're actually entitled to have your own time with your kids. You, you don't need to feel bad for going out on an adventure without your children or, or without the responsibilities because that time matters to you but I know for a fact in summer, I know everybody wants to go meet a stranger when they've got their kids with them so again, I imply trust, you're going to uh, get to know people better and, before you do that, but before you know it, they are back to school and we will be back to me. Normally when they go back to school, we have a mental week, like they have got hills and jumping water and it's like this newfound freedom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the uniforms have been ironed for a whole week and you're ready to go. Yes, I know. I think I always book. See, they go back to school on like, the Tuesday. I think I always book like the Thursday and Friday off. I just wanted to mention about paddleboarding, Leanne, mm-hmm. because you have a board. Tell me about why you bought a paddleboard. I think
2: partly COVID craziness. I'd seen paddleboards and stuff on socials, but I knew nothing about it. And I think my COVID spending, right? Like everybody's spending must have been just wacko. Like I didn't know. i had so I don't drink anymore, right? Because purely for my stomach doesn't like it. But I remember being drunk one night, and a whole new bathroom was delivered in the morning. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> and then there was times I'd be and it, it come up in my bank that I'd bought stuff. With boots, I bought all these different coloured hair dyes, and I thought I'm never going to put that in my hair, but eventually I did. Just the COVID spending was going out of hand. One day denim jackets were turned up like I was 17 and I was in bewitched. Next thing you know, it'd be a full-on Scotland flag. And then before you know it, Lennon arrived, right? That's Paddleboard. Amazing. And I remember the day I got it, and I sent it to my friends. I remember this Paddleboard turned up, and I'd message them saying, everybody, lock low tomorrow. And they're like, oh, brilliant. So we went out on that board, right? And it was really careless when I think about it now. Probably about 15, 20 million an hour wind. The kids are all on the beach everybody's wanting a shot i'm trying to go on this maiden voyage right shout women and children first no pfd in sight rosalind's holding one side of the board janet's holding the other side of the board they're both actually urinating in the water they're laughing that much i'm trying to stand my legs you know that first time i think some people generally have the balance i just don't and i was all over the place and i'm like oh this is really dangerous and that's how it went for there so the rest i was self-taught but i think i was really really naive and that I've had a PFD for probably the first nine months I was paddleboarding and it was really, really stupid. I paddle board at a lot, a Lot, which is a bylaw. And, you know, I was just, mm-hmm. I was, it was quite irresponsible. The kids had they on, So, you no, know, they were not going to drown, but their mummy was. So then it went like that. And then obviously I've met loads of folk doing that. And I take my board pretty much around Scotland. Like, it just gets chucked in the car and it comes and it goes in all these pretty places. But I've been quite fortunate at work to work with someone who, likes paddle boarding and we've managed to go to a few lessons and then I'm thinking actually this is maybe something that I should do seeing as I've been doing this for a while. I've been out a few times with Glasgow paddleboarders, and I was out with Ayrshire uh, an Adventure Paddle Corps from the weekend and it was great. Like, these um, sub-safety courses have been fantastic. Learning more about skill. See, the first time I fell in, I remember a month after I got my board I was in Loch Morlick with Ari, and I was trying to stand up. I was fully clothed, car keys in the pocket. Oh God. Just finished the North Coast 500. I had one night spare for it to go back to the kids and we went to Abmore and that was me right in the water. And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I thought falling off the board was the best thing you could do because you you know it. You know what's going to happen. You, yeah. You're not going to be so shocked. Fair enough, you'd be shocked in winter time and, and fairly adjust. But that was that. But I think it's been so good for meeting people socially as well. Or we're really lucky here because we can go to all these islands. And like, Vary, Rosalind and I had got up one morning, texted each other. We what to go paddleboarding today, and we went, and we literally done three islands, got to the third one, and I'm like, "Do you want to have a skinny dip?" You posted that, and
0: I've said I've always I want to do
2: that. I did it. Took the GoPro. I'm raging. I've not still got the GoPro footage. I must have deleted it off the stick. But see the GoPro footage that day. When we get back on that beach, we put the coffee and stuff on, and I'm looking through this camera. I had one boob up in the water, right, natural buoyancy. Another one was away down at my knees. It was horrific. The sight was. But I thought, you know what, that that was the most empowering thing ever I've ever done. So that afternoon, I had to go back to Clyde Bank about 2 o'clock having to pick the kids up at 3. I walked in ASDA in Clyde mm-hmm. Bank Shopping Centre and there was my mother at the other side of the barrier. She'd seen my socials, right? She's gone off her head saying to me, you can't be behaving like that, Leanne, you're a 40-year-old mother or two. You can't be doing this stuff. And I'm like, it was liberating. And I just <laughs> walked away thinking again. Like, I felt great. I remember, like, putting a video on at the time saying oh my god what a feeling i had to put text because the boobs were just like they were everywhere yeah, i thought skinny that's yeah. not just for skinny people it's like it's actually... no women nipples allowed you know i know but you can get the, the men's but it was hilarious it felt such a good thing to do at the time and it's you know I, i'd love to do it again that was a good day out look, that was pad boarding skinny dipping picnic a bit of everything you can kind of do loads of things and look see where your board there's things i'd love to do like I'd love to incorporate like a minori and just go and do things like that, and maybe bevy on my paddleboard now. Is that could be your mattress? And I would absolutely love to do a paddle and camp. That'd be great. Yeah. Be, I think it'd be like a total adventure. That paddle camp option of bevy. I don't know a bit of bushcraft, a bit of just different things. Add a hill into the mix. Like there's a island in Loch Lomond that's like a five minute paddle over to, and it's got a summit, and it's got the other a, one at Dalmaha. Yeah, and it's, yeah. A bit of loads, and it's just so. So nice, because it's like a wee walk, it's got a route round it, it's got a beach you can swim at, you can go back on your board, you know nobody's going to come really and steal your board. And if they do sell your board, you're only £7.50 ferry away, to <laughs> back to Balmaha, do you know what I mean? So there's there's options. I don't know, there's times I've been out, like even recently, we'd been in Loch Tay, my friend Tendo and we were paddle boarding, and we pad- like, literally just paddled right round to the pub. And it was a roasting day, and I had like, a big soda water and lime, and you're just sitting there with your board, and... Your arse is soaking and you're, it's just nice. So it's not just like going out on your board and you're talking about your board. You can add loads of things into it. And that's something I'm really, really keen to do is to add more options in with
0: it. I took Hannah paddle boarding and we parked at Aldockley and paddled over mm-hmm. because that's a great bit because there's so many islands that are accessible. And I think I feel like we're so spoiled with Lough Lomans because of that. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I like to paddle with a purpose, see that getting somewhere. Yeah. I love that feeling, let's see. see sometimes, I think, maybe it's just the open water part of it that scares me, like, on the sea and I, I would probably go for a lesson before I ever properly paddled in the sea because I would just stick to the shoreline I would never go too far out Loch Lomond's just amazing, I think I'll, I would love to do that go across an island Well it's
2: funny you're saying that though, because so obviously we've been paddleboarding every about three years we went on that lesson at the weekend and it was a really, really good lesson. This is somebody who paddles in the sea a lot and it was fully funded. So the lesson was funded by the RNLI, obviously, because it's like today's awareness of accidents and stuff. And when we went to it, it was pretty much led, the instructor was there and it was fantastic. His whole approach was great and he asked us what we wanted to learn. And I was really saying to him, I paddled at that uh, summer solstice last year. I really struggled with swell. I had this nausea the next day. Now, we're not used to, let see, swell because we're in the Blomand. Things like tides and stuff. So he, with this really, really good lesson out in the water, but we'd only been out paddling for about half an hour, and he's like, listen, I'm going to be really honest with all you. And it was constructive. It was great. There were seven mad piranhas there, and he says, you're just too comfortable. We were too comfortable standing on a board in the one spot and just paddling away, which we could paddle strongly. He's like, no, you need to walk up the board and it's certain winds and come back on the board and how we're turning, um, how you can move your legs about confidently. And then he took us back and it was like an outdoor classroom and it was talking about tides and it was talking, we know we get low tide and high tide, but I never thought about how much energy was involved in like one hour. Past mm-hmm. the tide, then how serious it gets after that and how the wind changes with, after tea time. And it's just like stuff yeah. you would never really... It's, it's not even ignorance. It's just something you really need to delve into. But I think mm-hmm. that's like part of the boat. And if it's something you really want to do, then it is a continuous learning. And mm-hmm. maybe we are. I, I honestly, when he says that, I thought, well, we have been too comfortable. And I think you do get parked in your comfort zone, even though oh, that was okay. a massive step out of mine. But things like that, that just makes you crave more. And then he's like, now he's arranging adventures like to paddle to Aaron. And I'm like, mm, maybe no Aaron, but I'd paddle at the Millport. I was going to say, I'm like, I'd go to the Isle of Cumbria or something, but no, no, Aaron, that's like miles away. A couple of years ago, I was in Harris a few years ago. After we did the Glencoe Challenge, a big crowd of us went to the Hebrides. And we'd been paddle boarding at Oskintyre and we were close to the shore. The jellyfish situation was out of control, right? But three of us just kept paddling to- so, three of us ended up in Tarrantseed Island. We stepped off our board in this deserted island, all these starfish, and I'm like, this is like something's like cast castaway, right? But we <laughs> got back, but it was probably something we should have done because we never really had the education to do it. It was even a success story. I think it was a lucky moment. And like, it was still one of the best experiences I've had, I think,
0: in the board. But we really should have been more like savvy about what we're doing. Let's second change? would have made a totally different story. I think that's why I probably haven't really seen paddled. But I do, I love seeing your paddleboard and stuff because I think it's sort of similar to my experience of, I mean, I don't know if you had been, I'd never been on a paddleboard before, before I bought it. It's one of the buys that it's probably been one of the best things I've bought myself. agree. There's many things I've bought, like lots of swimming costumes, never regretted them either, but (laughs) I do always say to people, like, that is one thing that that was the impulse that paid off because... It did get me, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, some of my friends bought boards as well. But it also did introduce me to, like, a different community. Um, I went for a lesson with Glasgow paddleboarders. You know, again, like, I'd been out on it and I thought, I'm fine. I mean, Ali taught me so much more than I realised I needed to know. Just jumping off your board and getting back on. Like, see, once you've done that, my fear of falling off the board went. Because I thought, mm-hmm. if I do fall... I'll be fine. I can get on. Oh, Leanne, I've so enjoyed you. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you forever, um, but we will wrap it up. Hannah, you want to take it away?
1: We do have a quick fire round where we ask you, (laughs) just the first thing that pops into your head. To be fair, you've kind of answered the first question. So this, this might, this might be an easy one, but what is your top adventure? My solo bevy. Oh, my solo trip. My solo trip. Something solo. solo (laughs) Everything's solo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the next question adds uh, on is, would you rather with friends or solo? I would rather with
1: friends. Okay. An Instagram profile that you admire? Emily and now Rose. <laughs> 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 somebody who I admire. Adventurer, Nick. We will pop that down and link it in the, in the bio.
2: Her and her partner have done the Munro's in six months. And it was at Iona's Adventures at the time. They're from England. They'd come up, did the Munro's. And I joined them for the last Munro and Ben Lomond. I actually, I almost spoke to her briefly that day. But since then, I've loved watching her um, adventures. She's great. Do you know what she talks about a lot in outdoors? Periods. Something that's such a taboo subject that nobody talks about. How does it affect women who are out- outdoorsy? So I think she's um, I think she's great. She's also got an order for eating Smarties, which I think is fantastic. Because you should have an order. No Smarties, sorry. Skittles. Oh, really? You've got to have a system. <laughs> what, what is her system? Now I'm, no, I'm intrigued. I think she pairs hers up. But I'd shared my system once, and she said yes. But she's a system as well. So these things, how people eat their food, is important to me. Oh, and I've got more space for
0: that. <laughs> so I mean, this isn't a quick fire question, but like, so what would your what would your go to chocolate bar be, or go to one oh, yeah. snack? A <laughs> galaxy caramel. A galaxy caramel. How would you eat it? I would buy in a bar that used to be a pound, uh-huh. right? But now they're
2: £1.25, which is disgusting. Somebody should be starting a protest, right? But you know, you get, like, if you open the bar and you have four rectangles stacked yes. up, so I'd have the first four. Just one, two, three, four. And I would wrap it up thinking that'll be fine, but I'll actually have eight, and then I'll put the other eight aside. <laughs> so I have that kid on moment where I'm going to limit myself to four, but I really know I'm having eight. I think it's symmetry. Like, you're going to have half, and then
0: half's done, and it's like, no, that's fine. <laughs> oh that's my system i feel like we should maybe add that to the quickfire hannah about what your favorite snack is are you <laughs> <with it? laughs> but i'm the same i have a weird like i i love minstrels are my favorite but what i do is i put two in my mouth and then take a cup mm-hmm. of tea to let it melt and then yeah it's, it's awesome so two minstrels drink a tea two, let it, it melt minstrels and three's too many one's not enough then just, right, okay. so, and then you just have a weak like choking. Hazard. No. So you just have them in your mouth and then you take a sip of tea and just hold the tea. So then the tea like softens the menstrual and then you just like swallow. I think you're gonna to have to have a disclaimer on this podcast. Yeah. Somebody's gonna ask
2: them and you'll be responsible for it. Do you want to continue <laughs> with the next question? Yeah.
0: Okay. What is on the wish list for adventures on what's next or what's next? I have a really big summer. Dallas, and it's loads of islands right I'm starting in
2: Tyree I'm coming home and I'm taking the kids away abroad and then I'm coming home I'm going to Gia oh yeah then I'm coming home I'm going to work for a few days and then I'm doing my this is my biggest adventure probably this year is I'm doing the small isles just with my backpack oh I would love to do that so I'm doing the rum cooling mm-hmm. with the rum for four days I'm coming back to leg I'll restock at the car and then I'm going to Muck. Egg and Canna. So it's all over nine days. Tommy's coming as well. So I'll not be on my own. And that's what I'm doing. So that's been kind of bucket list stuff to do that. I've got that, come home. I've got some more work to do. I've got a couple of days away with the kids. And then I'm going to Harris, Lewis, and Sky. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the year figuring out if I'm going to pay for all of these experiences. <laughs> You're so <laughs> oh, jealous. I know, but they're all book, but it's stuff I've wanted to do. Like, I keep seeing these islands from afar when I've been up like Mallee, Garrison, and I, the, there's something about egg. It's just something I'm, I'm going to so do all four of them. If I get any more islands in, then I get more islands in. And if I don't, I don't. But I think that this, I'm looking forward to that. And then winter time, it'll be
1: bothies and stuff. So. Oh, I do love a bothy trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leanne's
0: good at them. Um, oh. So the the island trip, are you camping? Or are you camping? It's going Well camp. camp. Amazing. Yeah, wild camp. I'd love to go wild up camp to Harrison Lewis. Harris, I'll actually
2: be staying in accommodation. Tommy's fam, uh, family's from Harris, oh, really? so I'll be staying in accommodation when I'm there and I'll just camp when I'm back in Sky. But everything else, island wise, the gear when the kids will be at, and I've put the campsite,
1: right. Tyree, and the small isles will all be while camping. Have you done Sky before? I have never been to Sky, not once. So I am like a Sky Scottish tourist board. We will have a conversation about that later.
2: <laughs> we need to, we need to tell where your favorite places to go.
1: So the last question and we we think this is a pretty good one what would you tell your teenage self don't wait don't wait for anybody like that short, short snappy and perfect but it encompasses so much yep i think it's like even like now not that i waited in but i wish I, I wish i didn't put off things i wish i put myself first and it's not selfish to do that i really hope there's a, a like a new generation of like empowered women that like you two are going to your girls are going to grow up with Mums that are so confident and comfortable with themselves that they're not going to go through that phase between the teenagers and the twenties, that they're just going to grow up with that confidence to do what you guys are doing now. And I think, I hope so. I think it's yeah, great.
2: I, I hope they move out at eighteen and they tell me they're going to Australia somewhere, and I'll that's oh, "Great, to have fun. I'm going to sell my house and buy a van, and I'm going to live the dream."
0: Oh, oh yeah. my god, that's what but, I said. I mean, with with or without Gordon. He can have the house. <laughs> <laughs> to I know, I was like, I just want it. because that's the thing, I'd love to go and see these places but I don't really like driving for very long so I'm
1: like, are we camper fans? We you need How are you as a passenger?
0: <laughs> I'm fine as a passenger when you said, Leanne, I think right at the start we talked about it, about the girls looking at you a certain way and I feel like see as much as Mattu they might not do well swimming, they might not become runners and all that stuff, but I do feel like what I'm trying to do and what you're doing is... Showing them they can do whatever they like. At whatever age, you know, you don't need to be set in stone at 18 because there's, you know, you can have you can have 50 lives, really. You know, you don't have to be, yeah. oh, I'm training as an accountant and then at 22 go, this is really not for me. You can change. That's fine. I, that's what I, did. I, I did. And I've got a degree that I'd, I've never worked in. So it's like you don't have to conform to what
2: society thinks you need to do. And I've always said that to them. As hard as it has been a parent, I think, look, I'm about to take my kids abroad for the first time in their life. I, I've showed them Scotland and that's as much as I could have hoped for and I remember going to Melvick a couple of years ago with the kids and we kind of ran up towards the grass and I'd been so I knew it was awaiting
0: mm-hmm.
2: but Jessie stopped in her tracks and I heard her kind of say oh my god and I thought do you know something if I done anything proper in this parenthood journey it's been I've taught you to appreciate your own country and they do they love being outside and and if they can keep that going forward I don't care what hobbies they pick or whatever else but I just hope they've always got that love for, for, for here and, and for being outdoors but oh, well that
1: that just ends it
2: perfectly, Leanne.
1: That ends <laughs> And I've had a blast getting to know you. Obviously, Emily's followed you for a while, and I can see why. And I'm looking forward to actually going back and stalking a lot of your posts from the places that you said you've been. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on and chat with us. Um, no well, doubt you you we will have more me. conversations with you in the future. Yep.
2: Yeah, give me a message as well when you're up and get a wee adventure
0: on the definitely day. bring the boat absolutely
1: <laughs> thank you so thanks, much thanks leanne thank you thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this week's episode follow us on instagram at adventure Bleather. we'd also love it if you could share rate and subscribe to our podcast bye <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs>